Welcome to Ready, Set, Sold with your host, Brian Vogt. Are you wanting or even thinking about selling your house but don't know where to start? Good thing you've found Ready, Set, Sold. And now, real estate broker, Brian Vogt. Welcome, everyone, to Ready, Set, Sold. I am your host, Brian Vogt. Thank you so, so much for joining us this Saturday. It's hard to believe that we are coming into November. My goodness. As they say, where does the year come? And we're getting ready for the uh, the trick or treat kids, and that's a, that's always a cool thing. I, I absolutely personally love that, love this type of gear, and that is is because the fall and the leaves, all those things that used to be when I was a kid that you had the burning leaves. I understand now for health reasons that's not something that's that's done anymore. But even without that, it's just a really nice time of the year, um, and it's also a great time to sell your house. As I mentioned before, the fall season is the second best time to sell your house. And why I say that is, well, really for two reasons. Number one, uh, getting in November, uh, even in December as we're going into the holiday season, those things kind of work hand in hand. In January, for the last, I don't know, two or three years in the Metro East, has been the most second most sales happen in the month of January meaning a house goes on the market maybe in November now and it's on the market for three or four weeks, has a closing of 30 days and closes maybe after the first of the year. And that's what makes this time of year so great. There's so many reasons why people are looking for houses. It's still time now to get your house on the market and still possibly getting your house sold and being in your new house, but also the new buyers being in their new house before the holidays. January is is the second most closing meaning solds in the Metro East. The first one is still July, and that's usually from the spring market and part of the summer market too. So just FYI on that, it's a great time to sell. That's one of the things that's been so fantastic about this market. I've talked about it now for, for weeks, actually even months, and that is is the market has held its course. It keeps on having great returns for people putting their house on the market, getting it sold for top dollar in a fast sale. And so if you're even considering now looking to put your house on the market, it's not too late. We just had some uh, clients just the other day. Uh, we had the kind of same conversation. They were concerned about the, you know, the time of the year. Should they wait till spring? Of course, you can wait till spring, but I, I will tell you that uh, we, we're having great success. And I know other realtors are too in the Edwardsville, Collinsville, Bobo, Swansea, Shiloh, Columbia, near Sky Force Base, Mascuda. All parts of the area of the Metro East is still holding strong. And that's a, and that's a great thing and something that uh, the sellers should be aware of. Briefly, how we got started, uh, this whole thing got started, uh, that was uh, some months ago now. I wrote a number one best-selling book called Ready, Set, Sold, 12 Proven Steps to Get Your House Sold Fast and for Top Towers, St. Louis, Metro East. Uh, the radio station, 1380, The Answer. And I don't remember the FM dial. I probably should. That's a bad thing on my part. But, again, either way that you're listening to us, I think it's is it Joey 105.1. 105.3. 105.3? Yeah. Okay. Well, point three. Okay, thanks, Joey. Joey's my producer. He does a fantastic job. But like I said, we've we've changed that. That's been changing. And also the time slot, as I may have mentioned, the 10 a.m. to 11 a.m., which I think is going to give us more opportunities to 
to share what's going on in real estate, particularly the Metro East. My background, basically, I've been in real estate now for going on two decades. I've had a successful team of agents working underneath me, and we're having some great success. I mentioned the book. Basically, the book is uh, available. It's absolutely free. Many, 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 many people have have taken advantage of this offer. I offer it on the radio station. All you have to do is go to readysetsold.org, not.com, readysetsold.org, not.com, and get the book. Uh, if, if, if maybe the time isn't right quite yet, but you're looking for spring, that's fine. Or maybe the time really is is right because we're really seeing conditions still so uh, holding so strong to put your house on the market. Whether that's with me or someone else, that's fine. When I wrote the book, my intentions was to see how many people I could get the book into the hands into in the Metro East and the St. Louis market. Simply because there's so much, I say misinformation, or maybe not intentionally, but there are so many shows on the East Coast and West Coast that are telling you how to sell your house. And that's not the Midwest. That's not the Metro East. That's not the St. Louis market. Uh, we have a different we have a different way of doing things. And and unfortunately, many times we've seen sellers take that information and spend thousands, if not tens of thousands, of dollars on improvements that they didn't need to make. They weren't going to have a return on investment, and then they turn around and have to spend more more money on on things that they did need to do. And if they would have just had that information that that's in the book. They wouldn't have to do uh, do that first part of spending all that money and all that time and that frustration level. So that's one of the reasons to get the book. It's really important. Again, readysetsold.org, nat.com. and get the book for free. We'll mail it out to you. No questions asked. We'd love to get that information out. Also, we're on iTunes. Uh, you can find us on iTunes with podcasts and also Google Play. It's those times where, quite frankly, you don't have time maybe to catch the show, even though it does have an app, and that can be really put on your smartphone. But maybe you miss a show. Maybe you miss a segment. Uh, it's kind of all mapped out. If there's a certain section you're looking for, you just go to the podcast, pull up that section, uh, listen to it. Or it could be a situation where uh, you just want to listen to it again. Maybe there's something that you didn't, uh, you didn't pick up, and so you want to make sure you get that information to you. We want to make that available. We're on Facebook. Please like us on Facebook. That would be fantastic. And uh, it's Race That Soul with Brian Vogt. And also we're on YouTube and a variety of other areas. Uh, our, our goal is to try to get as much information out to as many people as we can so they can have success in selling their house. With that said, I also want to throw in that the Cubs are dead. Okay, Life is back to normal. Uh, for two years now, we've kind of struggled as Cardinal fans with the idea of Yes, they won the World Series. That's that's okay. After 108 years, you're allowed to have one. And, you know, just make sure that it's another 108 years before they have the next one. So so I just want to throw that out there. That uh, that's, that's a good thing. I'm uh, very happy about that. Hey, I have have friends and even some family members that love the Cubs. Nothing wrong with that. I, I, I tolerate that. We all tend to, us Cardinal fans. Uh, so life is good with that. So that was one of the good things that has happened so far in the last couple of weeks. So uh, what we're going to be talking about today, we're going to be talking about the three things that you should be looking for before the agent actually hits the kitchen table. Meaning it's traditionally 
as agents, we go to the kitchen table, we have a conference, we kind of talk with you. But even before that, you want to have some things that you want to be looking for that can be really important and give you a, a heads up uh, if that's the right decision, if you made the decision that you want with the realtor. With that, last week we talked about why it was so important to Facebook and Google agents uh, find out, you know, where their website was, you know, what their demeanor was on Facebook, how they went about things, tell you a lot about it. that's even the person you want to contact. Today we're going to be talking about three things that you can start looking for when you make first contact, things that you should be looking for. It's really important that you know these things because there's an expression, how you do anything is how you do everything. And the first thing that you want to be looking at is simply when you contact them, number one, how fast do they contact you back? And number two, how do they contact you? One of the things that sometimes get sellers very, very frustrated is that they will call the agent. Um, the agent doesn't pick up. That happens. They will leave a message. And sometimes hours, sometimes shortly thereafter, the agent will text them back. Look, there's nothing wrong with texting. But often sellers are kind of kind of surprised that they called. They wanted to have maybe a brief conversation. And the agent is more concerned about texting them back. Also, the voicemail will tell you a lot, too. In the voicemail, many times agents will say, well, you can leave a message, but it's better to text me. What that says, quite frankly, is, is that's their mode of communications. Maybe it's yours, too, and that's nothing wrong with that. However, however, it's not, that might not be the direction that you want to go. Also, then, how fast do they respond back? With that, you know what, 24 hours is long gone. With, with, with realtors now having phones and having uh, basically their office in, in their pocket, uh, you should be looking for a fast response, whether it be a, a 20 minutes, an hour. And hopefully that they are glad to, to talk with you, that they're excited about that you've uh, given them the opportunity to talk with you and how they can help serve you. So that's the first thing. We talk about later on in the show. We talk about other things that you need to look for uh, that may surprise you. Uh, coming up next, though, we're going to have the mayor of O'Fallon, Mayor Herb Roach. We're really excited about having him on the program. He's going to be talking about the great things O'Fallon has to offer. We'll be back in a few with the mayor of O'Fallon. See you then. Welcome back to Ready, Set, Soul. I'm your host, Brian Vogt. Thanks so much for joining us today. Hey, I am so excited. I mentioned earlier in the program that we have the mayor of O'Fallon here, Mayor Herb Roach. Mayor, are you there? I am here. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Well, thank you for spending some time. And, and just a, a little brief uh, history with, with the mayor. Uh, and, and, and he prefers Herb, so we'll go by Herb. Uh Talking with Herb off air before before we started the program, it's actually amazing his background. I mean, he has family roots in O'Fallon in, uh, up into the 1850s, and he's the mayor of O'Fallon. Uh, his 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 business life has been so customer oriented, service oriented, uh, uh, 
and also the, the idea of being on the automatic uh, board for six years, and then became mayor. So this is uh, this is a person that has a true love affair with O'Fallon. So we're so happy that he could be with us. And and I want to kind of throw it to you, uh, Herb. And that is is there's so many features of O'Fallon. Maybe you can just give us a few of why it's such a fantastic place to live, and and maybe some things that people wouldn't necessarily know. Uh, Brian, I'll be more than happy to do that. Uh, you know, we've got many very very good cities here in the Metro East, but. Uh, You'll find it won't take you five seconds to to know how much uh, I feel toward the the city of O'Fallon, and I'm I'm extremely proud to to be part of our city. And you know we've got a history of 163 years, and uh, to be part of the city government. And the one of the things that has helped O'Fallon grow is that we grow and work together. The city, our citizens, our businesses our youth organizations, our volunteer organizations, uh, that's how we've become the home to over 30,000 residents. And that's the second largest community here in uh, south of Springfield. Uh, Our growth has been brought – go ahead, sir. Well, no, no. I mean, I mean, basically, when you said that, I, I, I did not know the numbers had gone that big, and and that's amazing because, you know, one of the things that that, – everyone kind of knows if you live in this area is of course you know the military presence in O'Fallon and that's huge and that's fantastic and and that's uh, ever growing but you know one of the things is is that that's a portion of it but what I'm hearing you talking about is the grassroots of people living there for generations and people uh, having a sense of community and, and how important that is also well and you know that's the beauty that we've got in our community you know We've got that group of people who have been here, whose families have been here for a long time, that have helped to develop a solid foundation or infrastructure for our, for our community and made it an attractive place that other families have wanted to come into. Then we have the very good fortunate of having so many people who have moved to our community from outside of our region, and they have brought new ideas, new insight from other parts of the country that we would not have had. So you bless that with the stability and the foundation, and the new is what has made O'Fallon a community that is has been on the move for years and continues to go forward. Uh, as I said earlier, we're so fortunate to have many fine organizations and churches and volunteer groups who get involved in the community, which just makes our community that much better. Uh, we're a community that is growing both residentially and business. You know, national evaluators have ranked our city as the fifth best community in Illinois for families to live in, the 18th best city for veterans in the country the 103rd best small city in America, and the 30th best city in America for education and health. And how did we earn this? Well, we have some premier schools to start with. Uh, Our high school is among the highest in graduating our graduates who go on and get scholarships. It offers all types of sports, clubs, every type of program available for students to to get involved. It also works with the local universities. Some of our students, by the time they graduate, they have the equivalent of an associate degree in college, which helps them. We have nine elementary school buildings that spread across the city, 
And while many other local communities have to transfer their students to other communities to go to high school, we've got two beautiful campuses here in O'Fallon for our students to attend. Uh, we have homes, rental property that can meet various needs of the various families based on their income level. Uh, we've got a modern library that, it, that works very hard to please and work with our visitors. Our police department is ranked among one of the highest in the Metro East and is proven by the low crime rate that we have. Our fire department was just went through its state rankings and is now ranked in the top 15% in the state. Uh, our 911 center, which is only one of only four in the county, is one of the most modern in the area, and we help service other communities as well as the city of O'Fallon. Our EMS department received awards for its life-saving techniques. Uh, we also are blessed to have our own water and sewer department, which is unlike many other communities. This allows us to offer what I feel is superior service. And, for example, our cost of our water is about 40% below what other neighboring communities are. Uh, we also are recognized to, to, that we need to constantly maintain and upgrade our infrastructure. So that means taking care of the older parts of our community as well as the newer parts of the community so we've got we don't have areas going down and falling into what you would refer to as a slum area so we take great deal of pride in doing that and keeping those maintained as well and then we also have an award-winning park system first class and other first class recreational facilities I included in this we've got 10 parks uh, where some communities may have one swimming pool or, or none. We have an outdoor swimming pool, and between our parks and our other recreational programs, we have three indoor swimming pools. We just opened up seven new all-season surface soccer fields. We have over a dozen baseball fields, two indoor skating rinks. We have tennis courts. We have basketball courts, indoor and outdoor walking tracks, bicycle trails, splash pad, and so many more activities that lead to the quality of life that the residents here in O'Fallon enjoy. And this, in turn, allows us to attract major builders and developers. That's why we're so proud that this year we probably have in excess of 150 new homes being built in our community. And that's why we're known as, one of the, as the fastest growing in the Metro East and one of the top five in the greater St. Louis area. You know, in addition to that, we've got a downtown area that has seen a tremendous amount of growth and development, and, and we as a community are looking to further enhance the development of our older downtown area. And this, in turn, allows us to be more aggressive and to attract national retailers, you know, the Sands, the Home Depot, the Menards. And that's, that's not even to begin to mention, uh, we just had the uh, ribbon cutting for the uh, brand new $300 million state-of-the-art, 144-bed St. Elizabeth HSHS Hospital. Hey, Mayor, I, I started to interrupt you, but we're yep. running a little bit out of time out yep. of this segment here. Fantastic information. Hey, don't worry, though. We're going to come back more with Mayor Herb Roach, uh, the mayor of O'Fallon, in just a few minutes.
Welcome back to Ready, Set, Sold. I'm your host, Brian Vogt, and we've been discussing the city of O'Fallon and, quite frankly, the amazing things that O'Fallon has going on. And Mayor Herb Roach is with us today and just got done talking about so many great things about the city, things that I had no idea about. I, again, I lived in the area all my life. I had no idea they had 10 parks. Uh, as far as the baseball and soccer fields and all those things, I mean, some of that was coming up, but that was amazing stuff. That's great for families and and um, for everyone, for that matter, whether you have children or you don't. With that said, one of the things that you mentioned in the last segment that I really want to highlight is, is and I mentioned that the, that the military presence, but the fact is that the, that the amount of people that come here and retire here from the military says so much about what you guys have to offer. They could, the military people, the military life, and I've gotten to work with a lot of veterans or people in the military, they could literally live almost anywhere. And they don't necessarily have to have started here in in, in O'Fallon. They've been to, you know, Pennsylvania, Washington, D.C. They may originate from all parts of the country, but they find O'Fallon as a home. Don't you agree, Mayor? Uh, totally. And, you know, the other, the other better half of my family is uh, was born at Scott Air Force Base and her father and grandfather are retired Air Force. So, yes, uh, totally, totally agree. People find our our community because of our excellent schools, because of the safe environment we've got, uh, because of the top flight health care that we have and only being 15 minutes from downtown St. Louis, where they can take in the major league sports, uh, the, the, the zoo, and the many other amenities that are offered in the St. Louis area. Uh, the fact that we have three different exits and entrance ramps here in our community to aid in the movement of traffic to keep things moving. Uh, these are the things that have helped build O'Fallon and make it uh, the type of community it is, and the fact is, too, that we're not resting on our laurels. We're wanting to be more aggressive. We're being, uh, we want to diversify further uh, within our community to keep our economy growing, because the more diversified we can be, the better off for everybody, because not all parts of the economy, when you have dips in your economy, not all parts go down at the same time. You know, uh, our developers build some of the best homes and quality homes, that is a very attractive thing. The people know when they build a home here, when they buy a home here, it's of good quality. Uh, you know, I, I can go on and on. I'm so proud sure. to boast of the assets of our city, especially since I was born here, as you mentioned. But, you know, one of the best things to, to be able to prove is what do the citizens of your community think of your community? What do they say about your community? And we do a survey. We have it totally done independent uh, every two years. And I'm going to just share a few things. 94% of our residents would recommend O'Fallon as an excellent place to live. 95% of our residents rated O'Fallon a good or excellent place to live. 96% of our residents Rated O'Fallon, good or excellent place to raise kids. 96% of our residents said that our EMS, our fire department, was good to excellent. And 97% of our residents 
rated O'Fallon as good or excellent as a safe community to live in. And, you know, these are type of things that are just so very important. And these are the what I call the bread and butter things for having a good community and a good quality of life where people want to raise their families and, in turn, where people want to have their businesses. You know, that's amazing, and that's truly amazing. And one thing I actually love more than anything is the fact that you reach out to the citizens. And so that says there's a connection between uh, the city government and also to the community. And that's that's really important when people are deciding, you know, where to live, where where to put roots down. And, you know, those well, types of numbers are amazing. We tried to even, I've tried to even strengthen that. And, you know, our council members uh, get out there and they're in the community. They get feedback. But to me, communications is, is extremely important. Uh, you know, I, as an alderman, I walk to every home in my ward uh, every year. Uh, and I did that for six years. Uh, but some of the things that I've tried to do since been elected uh, was try to open up our communications more. I personally have evening hours once a month, uh, and I also have Saturday hours. Uh, we're holding quarterly town hall meetings uh, to just invite the community in to listen to what's going on, to ask any questions, give us suggestions on how we can make improvements so that we can keep this the state-of-the-art community that it has been developed into. Uh, we've, 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 we have online systems available for our citizens to give us direct input. And we've just launched a, a brand new mobile app that will make it easier for citizens to give us feedback on things. Or if they see a problem in a street or on a, on a, on a highway, to give us instantaneous feedback so that we can take care of that and maintain those facilities for them. That's absolutely awesome. And Mayor, we, we basically ran out of time. Uh, Thank you so much uh, for, for for sharing this insight. That 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 I think is just again amazing. What's going on in O'Fallon? Why it's such a great place to to live? And I think again, I, I always say this, but it, it starts with the top, and it goes with this sincere love and commitment that just shines through that you have for the city. And I think that's that's an important factor when people are deciding. Uh, where to live in the Metro East, and you've got that in spades. So I, I thank you again for your time. We're going to have to end this segment. You're listening to Ready, Set, Soul with your host, Brian Boat. Welcome back, everyone, to Ready, Set, Soul with your host, Brian Boat. Thanks so much for uh, staying with us. As you heard the mayor of O'Fallon uh, talking about the fantastic things that's going on in, in his city. And I'm truly always amazed by what I learned from the mayors. What I want to come back to is, as we mentioned in the start of the show, about the three things to look for when you make contact with the agent. And it goes back to, as I said earlier, is, is how you do anything is how you do everything. And we talked about in the first segment, just to kind of recap, we talked about the importance of is if you're calling that agent, how do they respond back to you? Again, there's nothing wrong with texting. I like texting too, but sometimes it's, it's nice to hear a, a voice. Uh, one of the things that uh, to kind of highlight that a little bit more, talking to a seller that one of the frustrations they had was is they, they hired the agent, and every time they left a message, they responded back, 
you know, this is after the house was on the market and they had questions, they would constantly respond back in Texas and sometimes email. Again, it's not a bad thing, but the seller got to be very, very frustrated. In fact, would kind of leave angry messages saying, hey, I want you to, I want to talk to someone. I want to talk to a live being. And quite frankly, this is becoming more and more common amongst agents. Uh, I'm not saying it's a good thing or bad thing. Maybe that's exactly what you want. But to hear a friendly voice and hearing some communications is, is usually pretty big on most sellers' uh, plate when they're selling their biggest assets. So, so that's really important uh, for most sellers. And if that's how they're communicating now, we also talked about that's how they're going to communicate from here on out. Also, how fast do they need to respond back? How important that, that is, too, to most sellers. Again, we literally carry our businesses on our phones, our smartphones, whether that's email, whether that is a text. Maybe you shoot a text out to them. Or maybe it's um, by, uh, by phone. Either way, you know, do you have that quick response? Are they happy to to talk with you? Are they too busy? You know, uh, again, we had a situation where a seller, you know, contacted in the morning, and 6 o'clock that night, they finally got back to him. And they were kind of frustrated because they thought, well, if you are really that busy, how much time are you going to have for me? So do they have a situation where they can block out some time and they can talk to you and answer any questions that you have? The second thing that you want to be looking at is, is, and this may sound a little crazy, but I've heard many sellers complain about this. When they come for the appointment, do they come up on time? I mean, do they show up on time? Um, look, sometimes trains actually do happen, okay? You can get sucked by a train. Uh, many times, you know, traffic can be a little congested. However, uh, it seems that some agents always catch that train and always catch that traffic jam, and sometimes that can be very frustrating, especially when you're the seller. It kind of what sellers have talked to us is this kind of disrespect. You know, they've blocked out time. They want to hear the information. They they think the least thing that someone can do is just to show up on time, or at the very least, uh, call and explain what's going on. Again, not having that type of respect sometimes uh, can lead to, uh, if they can't make it on time to the appointment, what other things can't they get on time? Can they put your house in the market in a timely manner? Can they get the information uh, out there in a timely manner? Or is it always just a little bit later? You know, maybe you get the house in the market, but they don't put the pictures on until the next day. It does happen on, on occasions. So, you know, just to be aware of that type of situation, kind of common sense, common courtesy. And the third thing is, 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 is they come to the door, does it look like they just uh, ran the marathon? I mean, out of breath, kind of disorganized, don't know what's going on, not sure where they're at. They're kind of looking at their, their time. Uh, it kind of says to most sellers that we've talked to is, is there's not a lot of prep time. You know, they appreciate sometimes agents can be busy, but let's face it, this is your biggest asset. I mean, don't you want somebody to be able to not only be on time, but to also uh, be prepared? And that kind of goes back onto the third thing, that, you know, being on time, also not running like your your head's, your hair's on fire uh, up to the door, but also being prepared. Do, when they meet with you, uh, have that air of confidence. 
And that's really important. There's that there's that third sense or that sixth sense, I should say, that many times sellers have that they wish they would have gone with, but they didn't. That the agent came in and had literally seemed like nothing going on with the house. They wasn't even sure what the house had, bedrooms, bathroom. They'd done no preliminary work in advance. And it was just catch as as catch can. That the seller was having to explain to the agent uh, uh, what their house had, bedrooms, bathrooms, square footage, and it was kind of frustrating. If you don't know, this information is readily available, either either online that agents can get in the Metro East, or, quite frankly, having a brief conversation before you meet with the agent, them asking you questions about what your house has, uh, basements, garages, just you know, information they're going to need to know to be able to, uh, to better serve you. So those are three things that seem to be, uh, I say, common sense, but uh, uh, not always fall into play. And the people that have done that and people have used those agents, it doesn't mean they don't have success, but sometimes they get very, very frustrated. I had one example that I was actually amazed by. I, I, I heard a seller talking about that the only time that they spoke to their agent the day that they met them, that was the last communications they had verbally for six months. The house didn't sell. And the seller was just livid, constantly emailing and calling. And the agent was constantly texting back and emailing back, but never picking up the phone. Now, that's a rare situation. I don't want to say that's every agent by any means, but they kind of give you a flavor of communications is, is really the core that most sellers want. They want to know that their agent is communicating with them. Good sign to say how you started off with, you know, how they're communicating from the very beginning is usually their method and making sure that you as a seller, uh, the agent's aware that how you want to communicate. So with that said, uh, those are th- those are some things to look at. I hope that was helpful. I think it was some uh, hopefully some good information you can use when selecting your realtor. Hey, I always want to talk about the book ReadySetSold.org, not dot com. Go to ReadySetSold.org, not dot com. Get the book; it's absolutely free, uh, no strings attached. With that said, we're going to be doing the tip of the week. Please stay tuned; you don't want to miss it. Welcome back to Ready, Set, Sold with your host, Brian Bill. We talked about a lot of things today. Uh, we talked about, you know, what you should be looking for when you make contact with an agent. We also talked to the Maribel Fallon, which has some great information, which I absolutely loved. And I've said this before, and I said it on the show today, but it bears repeating. I'm always amazed at what's going on in these communities. And we always want to kind of share that insight of, of what the mayors are doing and the work that they're doing. And, and what I love about it, too, is the love that comes out uh, that they that all the mayors have for their community and what they do, and that's and that's a cool thing, especially in the Metro East area. So I want to talk though now about the tip of the week, and this is something that seems to be coming up too often, and that is the difference between a pre-approval and a pre-qualification letter. So just to kind of give you some insight, when you get an offer in, it's expected that a letter from the lender is going to come. 
And that's either going to say it's a pre-qualification or pre-approval. Pre-approval is what I call show me the money. A pre-approval means that they actually have turned in their documents. Someone has looked at it, and the lender says, you're good to go. It's gone through underwriting. It's a very simple process for most buyers. highly encourage you, if you're looking to buy a home, to get that done. And it gives sellers a peace of mind that the money is there. The pre-qual is, as some uh, lenders say, it's not worth the paper it's written on. It is usually a verbal communication with the buyer saying how much they make, uh, kind of give them a broad spectrum of what their debt is, and they kind of, from that point on, do a pre-qualification letter. The problem that really comes into play is very simple this. 90% of the time, that pre-qualification is going to work, and that's the confusion part for, for, for agents and also for sellers. However, there's about a 5% chance, maybe a little bit higher, that that letter is not going to work and that you don't have the monies to be able to move forward with it. Case in point, just heard a story about someone who moved to Alabama. They bought a house there. They thought that the money situation was taken care of, that they were going to close the following day, and come to find out that they got the word that the lender did not be able to be able to bring the funds. Devastating news. And that 5% is what you're trying to avoid. And that's why making sure that your agent has informed you that they either have a pre-approval, meaning is that the money is there, the bank says yes, all you have to worry about now is the appraisal, which is usually a, a snap thing. It's not usually a problem that your house pays out and that you also uh, can move forward with it. With the pre-qualification, it could work. 90% of the time it does, but boy, that 5 or 10% of the time it doesn't. It's a story I just told you. It's devastating news, and you have to start all the way back from square one. So the tip is make sure your agent is telling you if you have a pre-approval or pre-qualifications and what they're going to do to make sure that, that that turns into a pre-approval to help you get your house sold for top dollar at that sale. Thanks so much for joining us this week. Have a fantastic week. Catch us next week at 10 a.m. next Saturday. Thank you very much.